Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. That podcast came from the moon. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Matt. This is the Blizzard Watch Podcast. That line was a reference to a discussion we were having in the pre-show. If you don't listen to our recorded pre-shows, you absolutely should get on that. It's a Patreon deal. Um, with me are Joe and Liz, and we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to try really hard to not let Diablo 4... Diablo. Diablo! Diablo! That's, that's, I heard that said once somewhere, and it's stuck in my head ever since. I think it was it was for a, a, one of those Santo um, wrestler, mass wrestler movies from the 50s. And it's just stuck in my head ever since. But anyway, unrelated to that. Well, Joe hold on, hold on is, a second. Thank you for knowing who El Santo is. Like, yeah. that makes me very happy. Okay, I, I watched all those movies, man. Continue. continue. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so if you ever want to see a wrestler fight vampires, uh, the, the Santo. And who doesn't? A luchador, not yeah. just a wrestler. Yeah, he's a luchador. Uh, he wears the mask the whole time. He's real serious about that mask. He was his whole life. Uh, don't, don't mess with that mask. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But like I said, we're not going to just talk about Diablo. We're also going to talk about other things Blizzard's done because they are doing other things. I, I know that might be hard to believe, but it's true. Uh, meanwhile, I'm streaming just the transmog process of Diablo 4 because <laughs> it's what I half of my life now. So let's get started right away with the fact that this week, up until I want to say next Monday, uh, the Joyous Journeys is last is in WoW Classic. It's the 50% XP boost. That's going from like for since May up until June 19th, which again, I think is next Monday. That is Monday. And yeah. uh, next Tuesday, WoW Classic will enter its phase three, which I think is called Call of the Crusade, where they're introducing um, their Trial of the Crusader and Trial of the Champion dungeon and, and raid. And that's sketchy. That's basically going to be what we do up until uh, the next phase where we get the uh, the, the Ice Crown Citadel raid um, and the mm-hmm. Lich King. So that's going yeah, on in WoW is- Classic. That's gonna be that's gonna be around for a while. You've got you've got time to participate in this one. Yeah, didn't Old War last this time? Like phase two lasted a solid six months. I believe so. Yeah, it was like in January. Yeah. 
So yeah, if if, the, if they keep to that schedule, we're looking at November, December for uh, for the uh, Ice Crown Citadel. And keep in mind that there's another phase after that with uh, Ruby Sanctum. Mm-hmm. So although in this case Ruby Sanctum won't be shouldn't be serving as the lead. If if they do a Cataclysm Classic, I will be astonished. Yeah, but, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where WoW Classic goes from here because the next expansion is Cataclysm. What are we yeah. gonna do? Soon we'll have to have WoW, Cla- WoW you know WoW Classic Classic going back to just <laughs> one to sixty. Um, oh boy, that would actually be kind of interesting if they did do. That. Uh, I guess they kind of do have that with now with Classic Era service, do- right? If they, yeah, but if they keep doing Seasons of Mastery, you could do that where you just, okay, let's do classic leveling all over again. Let's do classic leveling again. You know, you could do that on repeat. Yeah. Well, but regardless, um, if you want to get your character on the Wrath servers up to uh, level in time to do some of that Trial of the Crusader stuff, you've got until next week to get to like level 80. It's 80, right? That sounds right to me. I'm going to just say 80 and someone can come along later and correct me. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yes, eighty, and then Cataclysm was eighty-five, and that yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's been a while, guys. <laughs> yeah, math. Wow, that's that's hard. That's rough. Yeah. Also, um, this is something I completely forgot about, but Liz reminded us. Uh, starting next week on the twenty-first, which would be next Wednesday, uh, Wow is getting its Midsummer Fire Festival back. I don't believe there are any major changes, at least none that anyone's told me about. Or I, I haven't heard of any, but you know, could pop on the live servers, and we have a new something. Yeah. And at any rate, that's going from that that Wednesday to July 5th. Um, I want to I want to point out that way way back we were talking about Blizzard updating events and I had you write a post about what they might do to events and you wrote this whole thing about how the Midsummer Fire Festival could tie in to like we're fighting all of these elemental primalists and it could be a whole thing. And now that just sounded so cool. And now we're probably just going to get the same midsummer final fire festival. And I'm kind of preemptively disappointed. We kind of, we could have just saved a lot of time and space. if we just wrote nothing (laughs) (laughs) like big, big 20 point font, (laughs) nothing. And then just left it. But no, I, I, I honestly, they did say they were working on that. Yes, That's they are. They are the still working. Roadmap. They're they're still working on holidays. Just we didn't get, we haven't gotten any updates, any big updates so far. Yeah, as far and, as we know, they haven't changed anything for this year's Midsummer's Fire Festival. Maybe there'll be one next year. I mean, maybe there probably will be a Midsummer Fire Festival. Maybe it'll be changed. Um, but that's that's happening uh, next week. This week we've got time walking in Wow. Uh, it's, I believe it's Miss Pandaria. That's what I have Miss written down Pandaria. here. Miss Pandaria. Yes, nice. that is true. Um, honestly, one of my favorite expansions. Uh, much, much better than a lot of, of WoW. Uh, I honestly really, really feel like it's it's in my top three. Uh, mm-hmm. It used to be in my top two, um, but I honestly put Dragonflight at number two. So um, so what's, what's number one on that list? Cataclysm. I have my reasons. We don't have time. Okay. Okay, I'm not, I, am, I am fully aware that my, that Cataclysm is not a popular choice for that. However, <laughs> you know, I, I I have my reasons. But regardless, I think Miss, if you haven't done any Mist of Pandaria or not much of it, uh, the time walking is a good chance to hit some of the dungeons. There's uh, one dungeon in particular that I know Joe will remember better than I, uh, but it's the brewery. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the Stormstar Brewery. Yeah, Stormstar Brewery. That there's a fight at the end that that I remember for some reason we were in that dun- we did that dungeon a lot. We did, and we were every going for the time cloak because the yeah. cloak the cloak was the flask cloak. 
Yeah. And every time we, we get to the end fight, there's this, just this bit of, of ranting. Like, yes. No, no. It's yes. my favorite line in wow. Yeah. Yes. No. Peppers. And every time he would do the peppers, Joe would just start cracking up. Yep. It's like, don't anybody need a heal for the next few seconds. <laughs> It's, it's my favorite line that they have ever written and recorded in all of WoW's voice acting history because it is line. it's so random but it is so perfect. It is my it is my gold standard. Yeah, it is it is a moment to be to be experienced. A lot of Mr. Pandaria is like that. It's you don't really expect it. It it goes a lot harder and is a lot better than what is basically an expansion inspired by a joke from a Warcraft three bit years ago turned into like Chen storm stout became a much more real character than you ever expected. And Mr. Pandaria is a much more real expansion than anybody could have believed. Mm -hmm. And every time people like, Oh yeah, the Panda expansion, I'm like, dude, you obviously didn't play it Mm -hmm. because it's good. You want to complain about it being, you know, pandas. Okay. Whatever. But it's good. It's not a joke. It's not Kung Fu Panda. It's. And even though, you know, let's not talk bad about Kung Fu Panda. I'm not talking bad about it. I'm just saying everyone's like, oh, it's like Kung Fu Panda ripoff. I'm like, no, it's not. And not that much alike. Kung Fu Panda is the story about a young person who doesn't understand his own life mm-hmm. coming to terms with himself. Miss of Pandaria is about violence and how violence begets violence and how cycles don't get broken unless you break them. You know, and it's completely different. There's a whole narrative arc. This is the reason that I'm actually kind of down on, on Cataclysm. Uh, one of the things that I do t- think is a takeaway from Cataclysm is that Cataclysm promises you this brand bold new experience, and then you come along and here's uh, Battle for Azeroth, and it's the same thing again. You know? And yeah. It's-, it's it's the same thing except it didn't have the depth of Mist. Um, Battle for Azeroth was just okay. Let's let's throw some punches at each other because we don't like each other. Yeah. And- Mist kind of started out that way, like you land here and you're everyone's everyone's fighting, but then you get that uh, uh, you get the whole element of like, okay, you were destroying this place, you need to stop. You're summoning the Shah with your, you know, it turned into so much more than just let's let's punch each other in the face. And uh, battle for Azeroth didn't quite manage that, even though I think it had some very good storytelling as well, but it didn't reach that next level to make that big conflict really interesting, emotionally moving in the way that Mist was. Yeah. I think to put like, to be fair to world of Warcraft right now, I'll say this, the, the worst times I've ever had playing world of Warcraft are still a lot better than a lot of the games ever manage. Um, Narratively speaking, it's got a lot going for it, but yeah, uh, battle for Azeroth. I ultimately felt like, it felt like somebody forced them to do it and they did the best they could with what they were forced to do. If that makes sense, the people who were left holding the bag did manage mm-hmm. to, to, to work with what they had, but it wasn't necessarily anyone's first choice. I'll just say that. I mean, if I, it's not the case, I'm wrong. That's fine. But it's just how it felt. It felt really out of place. Um, it felt like, you know, just like I said, a retread, like, yeah, we've already had this, the, mm-hmm. the, bunch of Cataclysm stuff and a bunch of Mr. Pandaria stuff already told this. The end of Mr. Pandaria is literally, we all come together to stop this and we're doing it again. Like Literally, it's a Magora. Like, what? Why are you doing a Magora? And and let, let's be honest, we're not like, we're not trying to like bad talk like the other expansions or anything like that. It's just that I, I think it's one of those things where I agree with Matt. It's uh, Mr. Pandaria. We're getting off on a tangent here, but like yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pandaria is, is often 
not thought of as, for being as good of an expansion as it was. Yeah, I, I think that is a really fair way to put it, that it is oftentimes people look at it and say, oh, well, it's got these ridiculous fantasy elements. I'm like, it's World of Warcraft. We're, we're playing in a ridiculous fantasy. Game. I'm playing yeah. a He's fox just, man yeah. who talks to the spirits of the elements of like ridiculous fantasies are a thing. <laughs> you know, I am I am an elf, a giant purple elf who kills people with giant swords. I, I'm not looking for reality here. If I wanted verisimilitude, I'd be playing The Sims or Mist. Not Mist. Mist is Mist. Yeah. If your life is like Mist, I'm sorry that your evil brother is trapped in a book. Uh, but you know. At this point, let's move on to something else before I go on more about this. Uh, the Revival Catalyst went live today? Or is it yes. Like, yes. today, right? Yes, it did. So if you're currently playing um, if you're currently playing Dragonflight, which is a great expansion, by the way, and I'm really sad that I'm not currently playing it, but I've only got room for one of these games right now, and it's and it's Diablo, and my guild knows that. They know I'll be back. Um, but when I get back in, I'm really looking forward to the Revival Catalyst so I can start trading in gear you get from various Season 2 activities for tier. Um, as far as I understand it, if as long as it comes from season two, you can trade it, mm-hmm. which yep. is like super exciting to me because that'll that'll give me a nice jump when I'm trying to get back into raiding. Uh, yeah, either, go ahead, Liz. One of the other nice things about it, as opposed to the last revival catalyst here, charges just uh, charges for the catalyst just accrue. They just kind of show up weekly. One a week. You don't yep. have to. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You know, they're just gonna they're gonna be there when you log on. You log on, you're gonna have some charges. If you don't go and spend your charge this week, you're gonna get you're gonna have like two next week. So it's it's just a very easy, it's an easy system, and it lets everyone jump in and have these tier set bonuses, which are really very strong. And it's always been a real barrier to entry, not being able to get your set bonus if you're just unlucky or you didn't make a raid the night where five pieces of your gear tiered set dropped, you know? So this is great. This yes, is great. I do know. <laughs> yeah. I remember the night I logged in and literally it was like three, <laughs> can't believe that three Kalimdor's Revenges dropped. <laughs> and I was like, F you, they did not. And they showed me the three Kalimdor's Revenges. I'm like, you sons of, anyway. Um, <laughs> <sighs> mm-hmm. I, not mm-hmm. that I accused them of somehow, you know, bribing someone at Blizzard, but nonetheless, it was a it was a painful time for us all. So yeah, the the revival catalyst is a great thing. I'm really glad that it's going, it's back, and I'm glad they're doing it a different way. Yes, Liz. The other thing is transmog. Transmog, mm-hmm. even like the tier sets don't always have like pieces that perfectly match everything, but you can turn in. Even gear that's belt, not boots, a set yeah. piece, your belt, your boots, you can turn that in and get a cloak too. By the way, smog Pete. Hmm? Cloak too, because I did that today. Ah, that's really cool. Can, that is one of the best things about it. Yeah, absolutely. You can completely match, even if you don't need any tier gear, even if you're totally set with your four piece. Go for the transmog, guys. Go for the transmog. It's very important. It is the true end game. So. Do the, yeah. do it. Do the thing. It's really cool. Um, I, I should mention, uh, while we're talking about this, this has nothing to do with that at all, uh, but I am interested in it. So Amazon's got a pre-order thing up for a new book, and we're having an announcement tomorrow as we're recording this. By the time you hear it, this announcement will already be out. Go, go ahead. Liz, you, you made noises. Uh, is it tomorrow or Thursday? And, uh, anyway, it's coming soon. Yeah, it, it, I thought it was the 14th. And today's the 13th, but I could be wrong. Okay. If- I guess, uh, 
I think you're right. Time is melty. I, I have Thursday in my head, so now here we are. Regardless, uh, the book is apparently, according to the Amazon pre-order, it's War of the Scaleborn. Whatever it is, they're going to be announcing it uh, either tomorrow or Thursday, whichever day that so is, we'll, we'll eventually figure that out. The War of the Scaleborn is uh, mentioned in-game, right? That's the war yeah. between the Primalists and uh, the Dragonflights. The, prim- yeah, the, the Primalist Dragons one. and the, the Dragonflights, the very, very first one. Yep. So. so the new book might be about that. Uh, it might not be, but we'll find out in a day or two. Uh, again, if you're listening to this recording, you are that's you know you're, you, you know. in the future, yeah, you in the future already possess this knowledge. Uh, but as we're doing it live, you know, some people might be listening and going, "Oh, I I can't wait to find out what that is." So that's what that is. We don't know when it will be, but it will be. Um, why did I mention the Midsummer Fire Festival twice? Oh, right, because I did this and then I had to mind <laughs> your stuff in. Oh, that's annoying to myself. But uh, I, I did want to mention this bit that uh, I saw when I was looking over other stuff. The Heart of the Aspects mount is getting a rework. It's in the 10.1.5 PTR. It's got a different skeleton. That's the same skeleton as one of the dragon riding mounts. And it's apparently got dragon riding animations built in. Uh, so it's very possible that your Heart of the Aspects mount will work as a dragon riding mount, which yeah, I think is would really make sense. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but that's happening. Uh, I don't, do either of you have the heart of the aspects? Yeah, I do. Liz. I have no recollection of this mount, but I might, I might. <laughs> it's that golden mount. That the was golden. The, yeah. Wasn't it the I end? I, I, I want to see end of Mr. Pandaria. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and people like had it and it was great. Uh, <laughs> I never got it because I don't usually get storm mounts. Just, just a quirk of my personality. If there's a storm mount, I will it's immediately to me. It's like, Oh, a present for my wife. So I didn't, I didn't get that. So I'm interested to see it. Cause if it will be the first like pre-existing dragon to suddenly get dragon riding, if this goes through with 10.1.5, well, the other thing, go ahead. You go Joe. I was gonna say the cool thing is because of the, the way that the, the dragon is designed, it makes sense. Cause it's going to go uh, in line with, I can never remember the name of the one we got in, inside of uh, uh, under underground town. Um, yeah because it's it's a very similar style so i think that's really cool which also means that we might actually get ground animations for it i'm questioning because currently it doesn't have ground animations <laughs> uh the heart of the aspects that is yeah i think ah. it, it will just be it'll be considered like the, the slither ground it might be a skin you put on over and i'm not sure but yeah, that's that's happening. Another thing that's happening at 10.1.5 PTR, this would have been mentioned last week, but last week, for some reason, we, we were talked about other things. I'm not sure what they were. I'm not mm. sure it's important either. Uh, Diablo! But, Sorry. Yeah. Diablo! <laughs> uh, but we, one, one of the other things coming is apparently if they're putting in a thing where if you've been logged, if you're a character from level 10 to level 60, and you've been logged off for 60 days or more, when you log on, you will have the option to get what is called the welcome back bag. And the welcome back bag is basically like updated bags, uh, updated gear. Like, so you'll be like, you'll, you'll have gear that's actually at your level. It will let you pick your spec and, and switch to it before you even get online. You can just say, Oh, I'd rather be arms or, or whatever, like your class has, like if you want to be a rep paladin or something. And uh, in addition to all that, it will completely clear out your logs and, and give you an updated new quest a starting quest to get you right into leveling. So it's kind of like a, like a volunteer. It's kind of like a, Hey, you're back. Here's some stuff. Uh, did either of you get to see that? I did not. I'm afraid I did not pay attention yeah. to that one. I do think they've been 
making an effort to make the getting started, getting back into the game experience better. Yeah, which we is talked about last week a little, that's why I mentioned it. It's great because it's hard to get into the game if you're coming in brand new or if you've taken off an expansion or two and you're trying to understand everything that's changed and everything that's the same and you're just confused and without a day gear. It's a great idea. Imagine if you stopped playing just before the last raid of uh, Battle for Azeroth and you're coming back now. <laughs> and your character's like level fifty. What did I was level one twenty? What is going on? And, and it's no more of that Azerite gear. And also, you now have all of these talents. And ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, anything they can do to make that a little bit easier. But I just I thought that was interesting. Um, that that they're they're we had talked about it last week, and now there's like here's this real sign. That we were talking about last week, and they announced it last week, but we didn't, you know, because of some other game. Mm. Uh, but while we're talking about other games, uh, Overwatch 2 Season 5's got an announcement, including the... This is the thing I asked about in, okay. in, in I, I want Liz to talk about it. I, but I asked oh, about dear. this in Discord, because they also announced it on Xbox for Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Overwatch is coming to Xbox Game Pass 2 at the same time and the xbox game pass version gives you all the pre the current playable characters that mm-hmm. that you ordinarily would have needed battle pass to get like they're just so all does, there so does the xbox version include the battle pass i guess it does i don't mm. un, but you get everybody you get all the new heroes um including like junker queen so the ones that came with the, the with overwatch 2 and the ones that have come since like uh Kir- mm-hmm. Kir- kimiko kiriko i can't kiriko. Yeah, Kiriko and the the really pretty guy whose name just always escapes me. I'm just like, this dude's pretty. Life Weaver. Life Weaver. How, can I n- how do I not play this game and I'm the one who knows the characters? Well, I don't to be fair, either. I would play the game if I could. If it would let him. Hey, maybe now you can. Mm. It's on Game Pass, so, I mean, maybe mm. maybe there's a playable version there for you. I don't know. Uh, but regardless, so that's tied in, too, with how Season 5 is going to be working. But, yeah. Liz, talk about season two. Oh, oh sorry, two one second. So, real, real quick, the Game Pass stuff is only if you have Game Pass Ultimate. Okay. For the for the for the the um, Battle Pass stuff. Sorry, God, Liz. Uh, so yes, season five started today, and it you know it's it's a season. It's got a new Battle Pass, which is all fantasy themed, and everyone has these cool fantasy skins. Tracer has a new mythic skin that's like a, a medieval knight, and some events. There, Overwatch lately has been big on like little events, like bite size events. Instead of having like these huge mega events, there are kind of little thematic events that come and go throughout the Battle Pass. These passes usually last about six weeks. So uh, you've got a month or so to go to jump in and enjoy it. But kind of the biggest thing, which they announced a little after, like shortly after announcing the Season 5 stuff, and uh, it's coming a little later, is uh, PvE stories! PvE missions are coming to Overwatch right after they canceled their PvE story mode, which is a little confusing, but they are bringing some PvE story missions to Overwatch in early August, and uh, they will cost real money. It's going to cost $15 real money to unlock this Overwatch 2 invasion bundle, which will include all of the invasion story missions, as well as some Overwatch coins, a new Sojourn skin, and access to Sojourn as a playable hero, whether you've unlocked it or otherwise. So I, I think this is cool. I am definitely pro more Overwatch story. I 
don't know how how I feel about the $15 thing. Like you've got to go in. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem with free to play games. You're there's always a price for admission, even though they're free. And like, this is the Overwatch content I would be interested in. But I, I don't know. Am I interested in jumping in? And the problem that I have with it is that like, it's, it, I feel like I feel like I'm going to be such a, like a, a contradicting myself because like I was fine with doing stuff like this for like Lord of the Rings online when they were doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like I, I like those were like you got more than just a f- handful of story missions. Right. Like the the that's where I'm having a hard time with this is I don't feel like you're getting a lot for that, you know, 15 bucks. It yeah, comparatively and like i know it's a lot of hard work i want to make sure that's perfectly clear for everybody yeah. listening at home i know that's hard work and people are putting their 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 effort into this and trying to make the best thing they can but i think the price point is a little bit weird for that for something especially that i don't know about you guys i maybe feel a little bit salty about because this is after the the whole pve mode being canceled so now we're just getting story missions instead and it feels like maybe yeah. the story mode was canceled because they were like Hey, we can monetize this more this way. Let's do this instead. And maybe oh, that that's is- interesting. I, you know, I've had the exact opposite thought. Really? I thought that they basically realized they were going to have to can it. And they were like, quick, scrape up everything we did, make it like PV missions. And then we can like, we can recoup some losses by selling it. I mean, I, it- I will no doubt that when they canceled the PVE mode, they did say there would be some story missions. So we knew something like this was going to come, but I, I didn't expect to hear it announced like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you thought maybe, maybe like sometime next year we'll hear. Maybe, something. Well, that makes me feel like they had it some- planned well in advance. Eh, yeah, true. Maybe. Who I, knows? It just felt like we might have some time to mourn the PVE game that we are never getting to play. But no, we're going straight into it. In their blog post about this, there are going to be three story missions. That $15 is going to get you three story missions. I'm not clear how much gameplay these are going to be. But they also come with 1,000 Overwatch coins, which is enough to buy a premium battle pass, and a Sojourn Legendary skin, and a Unlock for Sojourn. So they're kind of they're kind of pushing that, hey, look at this great value you get a thousand overwatch coins to buy a battle pass with and you get this legendary skin and this hero and like the problem with me is i would just go in to play the story missions and none of that other stuff has any value whatsoever in my mind because i'm just not interested in a pvp shooter yeah i can see that i mean i that's one of the things i was interested in was if they were going to do overwatch 2 mm-hmm. when they were when they were selling us they were going to do it as a complete pve game as well that mm-hmm. i would be playing the pve game like, like, you know, yep. kind of like the opposite of that Mass Effect thing where they were trying to get everybody into, into multiplayer. <laughs> and I was like, you know, mm-hmm, no, thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you have it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get where you're going with that. Like, I, I think I can't argue with you that it does feel odd. Like, it's like I, I, I'm not I'm not adverse to paying if even if you would just told me I was just getting Overwatch PV, uh, a PVE version of Overwatch. It was just play Overwatch missions. Mm-hmm. And you told me that was going to cost me fifteen dollars. I probably wouldn't think that was crazy because it's not like I, c- I can get Overwatch two for nothing. It's free. Yeah. I can download it anytime I want. Then I spend mm-hmm. the fifteen bucks, and then I can do the PVE missions. But I have. It's going to be how many missions? It's going to be three. just yeah, three PVE missions, and that's it. And and when will like will they be forever? You will have access to these forever. Yes. Yeah. That's. And then you're like, well, what, are there going to be more in the future or is this going to be it? Like, we just get to see this bit and then we're done. 
I don't know. It's just there's a lot of stuff I want to know before I would spend 15 bucks on this. And part part of me that's that to a certain degree does feel like when Joe said I've done this before. Why am I having? Why do I have a problem with it now? And I think it comes down to just feeling burned. Yeah, I it's think not that I think that's not a big that part Overwatch of it. Is bad, you know, but just I feel like this is so close to the announcement that they weren't doing it that it it feels even if it even if that's completely not the case, it feels a bit bait and switchy. Mm. Uh, do you get where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think that does play a lot with it, at least for for me. Now that you say it, like, yeah, that kind of hits that 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 part of my brain was like, yeah, that that makes sense because I do feel that that's maybe about a my, part of my visceral reaction to it. It's just it's so soon after you know being told we're not going to get this thing that we were waiting for. That I mean, I don't know about you guys, and I'm I'm sure the answer is yes. But like, I was hyped for that story mode from the very very beginning. Oh, yeah. Like that was a huge thing. Like even when Anne before Anne left and we were talking about Overwatch, like we always wanted more story and we were gonna finally get it and we were gonna finally get it in game. And then just no. And so it's like I don't know, I feel slighted because every time we get close to getting some form of Overwatch story delivered to us in some manner more than just a trickle, it gets cancelled. And I just feel bad. <laughs> comic books why do you forsake me with my animated series and now no no pve mode yeah i mean i I said at the time and i'll say it again uh when arcane came out and i was like looking at it and going and they didn't do an overwatch series and Mm. that's not this is how arcane was amazing i thought arcane was was viscerally great i was i was completely you you made me like jinx not like her as a person but the character we should clarify Arcane, the anime series based on League of, League of Legends. Legends. League of Legends. Yes. Yeah. yeah. League of Legends, it's- which has as much con- coherent story as it does not coherent story. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I mean, I was just going to say they've been doing a concerted effort to fix that, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But like you, if you look at the overall existence of League of Legends over the past decade and a half, um, there's, there's some stuff that is coherent storytelling, even in the game. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff that is absolutely not. Uh, I played that Legends of Runeterra game just to get the story elements. And one of them involves Jinx stealing a bunny to give to her sister, Levi. And I'm sitting there going, this doesn't make a lot of sense. It's it's cute, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Then you watch Arcane and it breaks you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, And Overwatch already had that. Overwatch had, like, did the Bastion short. The Bastion short made me wow. weep over a robot with no dialogue. You know, you guys remember the Bastion short? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, the, and yet, no animated series for Overwatch feels like a huge missed opportunity. Like, how did they, how did that not happen? They managed to do such amazing storytelling in some of these cinematics, and we've just we've dropped it. I will cut in to say that Blizzard has said there is a new Overwatch, um, a new animated short coming on August fourth, featuring Sojourn. Of course, they also say. In the same sentence that it is premiering exclusively in the game client, which I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Blizzard, I'm not downloading the game client to watch a cinematic. You won't have to. There is no chance. That will be up on YouTube within five minutes, even if it isn't from Blizzard. Come on. Yeah, I'm not wrong. I'm just like, they've made a point. It's premiering exclusively in the game client, which it sounds like a tiny bit desperate. Like, please, please download our game client so you to can me, see this tiny bit of story. Sounds to me like a threat, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's on that's on August 
4th and the PVE story missions are coming out on August 10th. So there is um, a while still to wait and sit here and stew in our own saltiness over over Overwatch monetization. Well, I'm down with that. Let's let's get on with the salt anyway. <laughs> but at this point, we should probably actually start talking about Diablo Four because it does exist. What? Yeah, Diablo Four, <laughs> not a disappointment. No, no. Um, first, the first one I'm going to mention just because I, I know somebody at Blizzard PR was literally like just giggling while while, oh, while yeah, coming yeah, up yeah. with this. Uh, but apparently, in the first five days um, around. Uh, Diablo 4's launch. I keep going at Diablo now. Um, $666 million in five days. And you know that's why they didn't tell us how much money they had made when they initially announced it. They were like, oh, we're going to hold off a little bit on this one. This this press release was pre-written. They were just waiting to fill in the date. 100%. 100%. I mean, although I don't think they were expecting it within five days. That is a a lot of money to make in five days. Um, Yeah, that is that is two thirds of a, of a billion dollars. Um, so yeah, five days, that's a lot of money. Uh, I, I don't really have a lot else to say about it. I mean, <laughs> we, we think that, you know, we, we already were aware that it was a really well-selling game that had a mm-hmm. really s- relatively smooth launch for a, for a big multiplayer game coming out. Uh, they, they keep calling it a live service game. And that kind of makes me nervous. Uh, cause so far the only live service stuff that I've seen is the stuff in the store that is basically just battle pass. You know, cosmetics. Yeah. The battle pass oh, the- stuff is still mostly just cosmetics and that isn't even out yet. But yeah, the battle pass is not expected to go live until next month. Sometime we don't have an official date and I, Blizzard has made a big point that, yeah, this is only the battle pass is only cosmetic. The store is only cosmetic. And yet they've still sucked me in, and I bought a cosmetic yeah. armor set, which I feel bad about, but it looks so cool. The yeah. The interesting thing, though, is I'm curious why they're using the term live services because live service games are ones that are designed specifically to try to keep you engaged so that you play for as long as possible. Diablo for does that but that's just diablo like and, yeah. and and maybe that's because i'm i have i lived through the time where i burned out multiple diablo 2 discs inside of my cd drive <laughs> because i played so much and you can only hybrid install the game and that was how drm worked back in the day. anyway um but like you just want to play but like i'm not feeling right now like i have to play all the time it doesn't have yeah. that same like gotcha game sort of feel to it that live service games do. So I'm really curious if it's shifted meaning now. I mean, I don't like, I don't like the term live service game. I think it's kind of, it's a meaningless term. You know, this is going to be a game with a seasonal, seasonal model and a battle pass system. It's, it's an always online game. Maybe that's where the uh, live service part comes in because it is always online. It's multiplayer. It's a shared persistent world. But, I mean, we know what we're getting here as long as Blizzard follows through on what they've said, which is a seasonal model, four seasons a year. We're going to get a season every quarter that um, only presents cosmetics. You'll have new story content, and if you want to pay up, you can get some more cosmetic pieces each season. I mean, uh, you know what? I'm I'm okay with that right now, at least as it stands. Can't, can't, can't opine looking at my transmog. <laughs> 
If they follow, if they follow through on that system, I'm totally happy. I'm going to be real happy to get more Diablo well, 4 story because I'm super into it. Super into it. Yeah, and I'm I'm here for that as well because I I like the idea of, and we talked about this and we talked about this on on Lore Watch as well, where part of the the hope and joy of Diablo Four is knowing that one the story isn't done. Like in other mm-hmm. Diablo games, when you hit the end of the game, they could end it right there. They specifically mm-hmm. wrote this story, and we're going to be talking about this on the Sunday coming up on, on Lore Watch. By the way, y'all should listen to the last one. We did almost two hours of discussing just Acts 2 oh, and boy. 3. Um, and and also, I've invited myself on Lore Watch to talk about Diablo because I am super into what's happening. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but the, the, the idea of it being specifically written so that the story has an endpoint of that arc but there's so much more story still happening and so much more still happening in the world. Uh, and even like the post game is built for that as well too. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to go into details because I don't want to give spoilers for anybody who hasn't gotten there, but like one of the first things you do after you finish the, the campaign arc sets up, like here are all these little stories. You're, we're going to be doing more stuff, go to these places and do this specific thing. Uh, and it sort of bleeds into that stuff. So like, I'm, I'm really curious to see how they pull it off. And I'm really curious to see how that story, uh, continues to be pushed out to us. And I, I really like that. I really like that idea. Yes. (laughs) One thing I also appreciate is that Diablo four, if you play through the entire Diablo four story, as it stands right now, it feels like a complete story. You don't walk away unsatisfied. Mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm, end mm-hmm. on some cliffhanger where you feel like, oh no, what's, you know, you aren't like waiting for them to publish the next chapter or whatever. You're just, you can play the story. It feels complete and satisfying, but you also know we're going to get some expansion of that story. I think they've they've done a really nice job putting the core Diablo 4 together because it would have been really easy to say, okay, we're going to put half the story here and then you're just going to be so eager to get season one and get that out and we're going to do the same next season. But this has been, I think it's very good storytelling that they've managed to tell a complete story, but they've left a lot of avenues open for future expansion. Yeah, one of the things actually um, on that subject um, before we move on to possibly talk about some other stuff uh, is... I keep feeling like there's there's all these side stories in Diablo mm-hmm. 4, more than I think in any other Diablo game by a lot. By uh, a long shot, like and a factor of 100 or something. Some mm-hmm. of those side stories feel like they're setting up um, future events, but some of them are just nice little bits that mm-hmm. are just there to, to make the world feel, like, for lack of a better word, more alive. Um, mm-hmm. There's a town called Backwater that I went to, and I'm not going to talk about what I did there, but you see somebody that you know if you if you've played the previous games, and it's just it's interesting to see certain people make a return mm-hmm. and see where they've gotten up to um, in that time. And, but it doesn't feel gratuitous, and it doesn't feel like it's hey hey remember this guy. It just feels it's- like yeah that this is where he'd end up, or <laughs> this this is what she would choose. Can I also call out that I really enjoy the fact that like environmental storytelling is very very strong in the game. Like, oh, yeah. um, did you find Diablo three's hidden camp? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Cause like it's in the game. A lot of the Diablo three locations are in the game. If you go find them, um, well, specifically the one, um, 
it's the one from Act. I want to say Act, act two. two. It is the Act yeah. Two. The Act Two. Because that's Chaldeum. Yeah, the Chaldeum yep. thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did find uh, it. But like the environmental storytelling of that area is real strong. Like <laughs> it tells you what happened to the hidden encampment. Um, I, yeah, I love I, stuff you know, like that. The hidden encampment is actually, you know, it, it, it's up there with like, you know, you get to see the iron wolves and stuff. And there's just, there's a ton uh-huh. of interesting things in the, the Chaldeum scenes. Uh, I actually really enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to turn into the Captain Gushes a lot, but I mean, I really, I this has been like how I felt when I really got into Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and mm-hmm. I just was so happy that it just had so much out there. And one of the things I really enjoy is just getting to experience like these very different stories. Like, um, no, can't talk about that. Sorry, that Lore Watch. <laughs> that's what Lore Watch is for. Uh, but yeah, um, we should also mention that you know. There's going to be Twitch drops. Um, in fact, they're, they're, they're out now and they've been out for a bit. Um, there's new drops weekly. Um, I believe today's this week. And this is till the 2nd of, of July, correct? Yes, but they're change, They're rotating what's yeah. available Weekly every week. it changes. This week is the Sorcerer Transmog. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, if you play it's, a Sorcerer, cool. Uh, yeah, it's... Hmm. Yeah, Barbarian, as I'm sure you want to know, is actually week four of this. So you've got a couple more weeks to wait. But uh, it's actually a pretty high commitment Twitch drop. It's like watch three hours for the first one and then watch three more hours for the second one. So that's a lot. A lot of the Warcraft ones are like two hours and two hours. And the Hearthstone ones are usually one hour, maybe two hours total. Aren't the, so it's, the uh, ones four hours? It's like two hours and then two hours, I think. It's split like that. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm it pretty, just feels I'm, like the Diablo ones are a lot. I I. I I think the Diablo ones are actually less than the WoW ones. I think the last times we had WoW Twitch drops, they were four hours of consecutive watching to get the uh, the like the disco ball and stuff like that. So well, they're there, and you do have to watch a lot of Diablo to get them. And uh, fortunately, a lot of people streaming Diablo these days. It's all over the place. If it weren't for the fact that I know full well that I wouldn't say anything unless there was somebody else there goading me to talk, I would just be playing Diablo. <laughs> Like I, I've thought about like even suggesting it, you know, maybe I should stream for us, but I'm like, no, I'm not entertaining to watch as a streamer. I don't say or do anything cool. I just kind of sit there and occasionally go, ah, like that's so cheap or what have you. As I get killed to something I could have completely not get killed by if I'd just been paying attention. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, that's something you can do. If you want to get some cool t- cosmetics that you won't get otherwise, um, you can do that. So cool. Um, I also wanted to mention this one because I saw it. Uh, there was a bunch of of dungeons in Diablo Four have been nerfed. Like they had nerfed, they'd nerfed one uh, last week, and then they nerfed one this week because people had switched to this new one. Uh, the I think Ruins of Eridu was yeah, what I was. Ruins of Eridu. It's the it's yeah. the loot cave incident all over again. Yeah, basically the way it worked, the way the uh, spawn, there's a, a, a item, there's certain dungeons have a thing called just kill every, like, you know, kill all everything in this area to move forward. If you ever, and, if you ever played ahead. like the Left 4 Dead type games where you would have like the moment of uh, the horde coming, like the dungeons have that horde effect where you get to a certain point and then like a whole bunch of monsters spawn uh, and continue yeah. to spawn in waves until you get through that moment. Like, uh, the crescendo right yeah but uh the the interesting thing was that the way it was working was if you went in with a party and you split the party up the waves could spawn in multiple locations 
And as a result, the amount of monsters you had to kill in the dungeon would actually go up. Like it, the counter would literally be like, you know, there's now you have to kill all these monsters too. So people were splitting up to get multiple waves of monsters to spawn basically at once. And then they were reconverging to kill all of them and rinse and repeat over and over and over again. Mm. They weren't doing the dungeon. They weren't progressing out of it. They were just farming it. And, and I'll be upfront with you. Doing a dungeon in Diablo 4 is a really good way to level. Uh, in just in terms of like how it, the amount of XP you can get. Um, I think I climb, like I get a, I usually get a Paragon point, which is like one quarter of a level mm-hmm. every time I run a dungeon. Like I usually, especially if I'm doing it as part of the um, Tree of Wisdom stuff, like get, you get five Grim Favors for doing a dungeon and you get. Uh, a, a big chunk of XP. Plus, once you get 10 Grim Favors and turn that in, you get a big chunk of XP. So it's a decent way. I think I hit 63. I'm looking... At, yeah, I'm 63 right now. I hit 63 this morning. Um, so yeah, that's that's been how I've been doing it. But if you could make the dungeon just continuously spawn monsters forever, then yeah, you could probably get like a whole level easy, if not more. But they've, they've nerfed that spawn and kill mechanic for that very reason. They've now nerfed it twice. Uh, so... If you if you were like looking for a way to level quicker, don't try to the the dungeon method of of just endlessly spawning mobs because they've they've fixed it so that doesn't happen. Which you know, uh, the other thing about grouping when you do dungeons in Diablo is it gets you an XP boof a buff uh, because it's they want to they want to encourage people to play together. Yep. Uh, which, which I think is like you also get that if you're just in the same area as players too, you don't necessarily even have to be yes. grouped like in the overworld events, yes. which I find really really nice. What's really interesting in the overworld is I can be just riding by and stuff is there for me just because I was yeah, in the if area. You're close enough. If you're close yeah. enough to someone and they kill something, you get loot potentially. Yeah. Potentially, uh, which potentially. is interesting, especially for like, again, when you're talking about the tree of wisdom stuff, that's where it's really apparent because all the various drops you need to complete tree of wisdom uh, mm-hmm. assignments will be will just be dropped as you're riding by. I often get off and help just because I feel bad hoovering mm-hmm. up all the stuff and then riding away while they have to fight. So I get off my mountain, I help. Um but that leads me to today's story where Matt kicked the butcher's sorry butt. <laughs> um first off, do, do you know there's that that there's an assassin Herbert the assassin the, the the you know the the assassin who's like this level seventy two mob that scrolls around um in in the, the in the swamps. I fought that thing no. off at level sixty two. I fought that thing to a full half of its health bar before it despawned. <laughs> it just despawned because it couldn't kill me, and that that got me feeling good. Then today when I was running a dungeon, the the butcher just shows up. Yeah, and I'm he like, does I that. am. I was like, I am not running from you this time, <laughs> and so. 10 minutes went by of me and the butcher just going to town. And I, and I thought I was done. I was going to lose, but then like trash mobs spawned and attacked. And I'm like, thank you because (laughs) I I get more damage reduction. The more bleeding things are around Ah, me. Well, I need them all bleed. And then I'm just like soaking up his damage and he can't kill me uh, until like my, my grandpa's come up. I have um, the ancients. I summon the ancients. And I call mm-hmm. that, you know, call the grandpas because these three old dudes show up, start screaming and hitting everything. Uh, but so, yeah, I, I finally killed him. I killed that sucker. And man, he dropped absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that was possibly the happiest I've been 
uh, in Diablo Four. I've been happy a lot in Diablo Four. It's 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 a really it's easy. very it's a very satisfying to finally kill that guy because he I think he spawns in any instanced content. He can just show up. Yes, yeah, he can just be boom. There he is. He, he also showed random. up. Hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's I mean it's random. He can show up while you're fighting a bunch of elites. Yes. He can show up while yeah. I he can show uh, up when you're fighting the world boss. And he, I haven't seen that. I've only can. seen him in instances. He, he can. I've watched, watched somebody in Ouch. a live stream that that happened Ouch. to. <laughs> yeah, we were fighting a Shava, and boom, there he was. But uh, like hey, the very first stream with somebody Joe was watching, because <laughs> I don't know. I was there when that happened. Maybe. So, yeah. Um, but they're like, it's it's interesting because like in the very first dungeon I did when I was like leveling, the very very mm-hmm. first one that I went into, he spawned. Like, mm-hmm. and I did not have anywhere near the ability to deal with him. And now, oh, yeah. and now I'm just itching as the unkillable <laughs> bear with my earth, my earth bulwark pulverize. I'm begging. Come on, butcher. Where are you hiding? It's time to tussle. Like, I just want to go. <laughs> yeah. I, when he showed up, I, my initial response was the fear response. The guy won't, I won't mm. BS you. My initial response was, ah, then I'm like, no, no, I have been working this character. I have. I am going to kill you. And then, you know, I, like I said, I thought I was done, but then uh trash mob showed up and I was like, Oh, thank God. There's some extra damage resistance, damage reduction. I, I really think like half of my trouble with the butcher is I see him and I completely panic and freak out. And then when you're panicking and freaking out, you're not necessarily hitting all your buttons in the order you should be. And you're, you're not playing smart. So yeah, I've I've killed him twice now. The past two times he showed up, I was like, no, no, you were you were bad butcher. Go away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm, it just seeing, I'm just I'm just imagining Liz Liz on the necromancer with a spray bottle. Bad butcher, bad. Get off the counters. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, a, a small army of skeletons. Yes, well, of course. I actually keep yeah. having that trouble of whenever I run into a necromancer, there's that half second of trying to kill his army of skeletons before I remember, yeah. oh no, yeah. these are the friendly skeletons. Okay. These are the good skeletons. It's like, I just Probably. imagine like, some necromancer out there and then like I go running in, oh, I start stabbing and just, no, 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 they're, they're just, they're just here. They're not doing anything. They're friends. They're friends. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm watching you. Uh, but uh, at this point, um, how far along are we? Do we have time? Well, we get time for at least one or two. We got time um, for questions. We're gonna we're gonna move on to some questions from you, our our listeners at home and wherever else you might happen to be. Um, if you've got a question for the podcast, uh, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatcher.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch, so we know it's for the show. Um, this week there was only lore watch questions, and I didn't steal them. I was good, uh, mostly because. One of the questions we have here was said that would have been for Lore Watch, but he decided to send it to this one because he didn't think it would be in time for Lore Watch. So whatever, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Um, anyway, if you don't want to use our email, you can go to our Discord where we have two channels. There's the Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel for patrons because you guys pay for all this and we want to make sure we give something back. And if you can't support us that way, we're totally in understanding of that. We know how the life is. We know that the times are tough and the world is cold and hard and you need games like Diablo four to get you through it. Um, so go ahead and go to the pod Q and podcast questions channel. That is non patron. And we can, we'll also look there for questions. Um, I, in the past, I, I make these guys read the questions, but <laughs> I'm going to try and read one this time because I do like it. it. 
plus it also is it's it's to me directly. Uh, Zool, Mister Blindside says, just for Rossi, what's the best weapon transmog in D four, and how does it compare to the best weapon mog in WoW? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> you're not watch if you were watching the stream live, which you're probably not. You would see that I currently have equipped the best transmog. Uh, in Diablo 4. Uh, this is for a two-handed sword, which means it's basically just for barbarians. I don't think anybody else uses two-handed swords. That is correct. It is barbarian yeah. only. Um, I can use two-handed swords. Wait, can, can you? you? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, necromancers huh. can use two. Uh, t- it may be different kinds of two-handed swords, but yeah, two-handed swords as well as uh, I know you can sides. use two-handed sides, yeah. I yeah, didn't know that. That's sword, rad. I, I can indeed pull out a two-handed sword but yeah this sword is a unique uh it's a specifically it this this version of it is a sacred unique because i'm on nightmare i'm not in uh uh, torment yet uh that's level 70 i haven't gotten there yet well i mean you can try doing it earlier and i'm sure there are people who who successfully got in earlier i am not some super talented guy there's 163 people who got to 100 on hardcore yep 163 people you, you people, I yep. salute you. You are crazy. Anyway, but this weapon is really great. I love the detailing. Um, one of the things I love about the detailing is if you look at it, it's got this lovely etchings up and down the middle that look to be cuneiform, which is really a nice touch. It's got a headpiece, kind of looks almost pharaonic. It's just a really nice model, and it looks... Um, it looks like something you could use as a weapon. It's not tremendously practical, like a real-life weapon. This would not work really well, uh, but it looks great. Uh, I love the, the detailing on the hilt. I like the little touches, like the wraps. Overall, really like it. I think it's a really great model. How does it compare to the best transmog in WoW? Well, it's not Ashkandi. It's close, mm-hmm. though. It's, it's a good sword. It's lovely. I really enjoy it. But if they put Ashkandi into Diablo 4, I, I would probably, like if it was on the store, I would probably buy it immediately. Uh, if they made you, it so I had to break into someone's house, then I would do that. I don't think there's anything I would do. We do not do to support get felonies on this podcast. No, we do not. Uh, so please don't put Ishkandi in such a place. There are um, two swords that are pretty close to Ishkandi, actually. Like the Ramal, Ramal, Ramal I can never pronounce it. Uh, the Ma- yeah, the Magnum Opus and the Field yeah. of Crimson. Big, strong Ishkandi vibes. Uh, Ram- the Ramladni one I actually have, uh, I-, I got it the other day. And I do like it, but I think this one's better. Um, it is just one of my favorite models in the game. I just want the two-handed hammer called Overkill. <laughs> it's a giant green slab of rock, and I just want yeah. it. Fields of Crimson, by the way, is the sword I was talking about. Joe just reminded me I should mention that it's that's its name. Its name is Fields of Crimson. Yeah. Uh, it is a extremely good model, in my opinion. There's a lot of other good models. Um, you the, a- but- the Butcher's Cleaver is actually in the game is something you can pick up as well. Yeah, and he didn't drop it, little jerk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, one of the nice, the nice things is, uh, you know, they've got their big cosmetic store. You can buy all these armor sets and things and this and that. But there are a lot of really cool looking things just in the game. There's a ton of really interesting armor that you can combine in different ways that you can dye, so it all matches. Ending my OCD problem in WoW, where there are like 50 different shades of gold, and I want them mm. all to match, and I just go crazy. Uh, yep. You do not have to spend any money to look good in Diablo 4, and I, I love it because... I mean, uh, it's it's really interesting. that The way that the transmog system works is that you, you don't get transmog appearances for pieces that you have. 
you get them for pieces that you've salvaged. Yeah, which I think is interesting. Yeah. So basically, every time you you have a new a piece that drops that you're not gonna use for whatever reason, you have a, cho- a qu- you have a choice. I can make some gold and sell this, or I can salvage it, get the materials, and I'll get the transmog appearance. So up until fairly recently, I had no money. Like I I because every time I got stuff, I would salvage it, and I'm at the point now where I just I don't salvage things unless they're legendaries. Um, well, I do. So I do still usually salvage some some rares and magic stuff. But like a lot of the time, I'll come in and I'll go, okay, this is going to be a sale run. I'm just going to sell all this and get, especially if it's a mid dungeon run, because I don't have time to really look over the pieces and decide, oh, I can make something out of this. If I doesn't have an immediate obvious replacement use, I just vendor it and then go back to the dungeon because there's going to be more stuff coming. That's why you're. You're leaving a dungeon run because your bags are full. You're going to go back with empty bags and get more stuff off things you kill. So that's that's how I've been approaching it. But the transmog system, yeah, it it it, it prioritizes salvaging. So if you are not salvaging, that's well, I think it's trying to encourage. Limited. I think it's trying to encourage players to actually do that because let's be honest, as a Diablo player, I tend to hoard things in my stash a lot. So I could see that. I could see them like, hey, let's tie the transmog to like making people actually use this mechanic that is good and something they should be doing because it allows them to do things like upgrade their gear. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think, I well, think it's other, good. Yeah. I just, it is, as Liz pointed out, th- there's a lot of models that you won't even know exist until you start salvaging and then you can use them in your wardrobe. There's a, there's a set of armor that has like four or five different variants and each variant is more advanced and it's just, like there's a helmet where the eyes are exposed. Then there's another version of the helmet with a, there's a faceplate. Then there's another version of the helmet with these giant sweeping wings on the head. It's really kind of fun to look at them. And I'm positive they have different appearances for different classes, but I haven't tried yet. Um, I haven't played anything but, but a barbarian so far. Um, I'd like to actually roll up a Necromancer just to see if like, if any of my transmog collection would carry over. It does carry over. Then but I want to see if carries- this. Go it ahead. carries over, but it looks different. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yes. Uh, because that, that leaves a whole lot of, ooh, wow, this looks really cool on my Barbarian, but this is definitely not the look uh, for my, mm-hmm. my Necromancer. Yep, Yeesh. yep, yep. So, but yeah, that, so that answers your question. Uh, the best one so far, in my opinion, is uh, Fields of Crimson, one of my favorites. It's a great two-handed sword, and yeah, Ashkandi is, of course, better. But, you know, what you're going <laughs> to do? Until Ashkandi, I mean, they brought Ashbringer in last time, and I was like, Ashbringer, I don't want Ashbringer, I want Ashkandi. But uh, next question I'm going to read for us all. This one is from Vidrax. Uh, he pointed out that he'd asked it in general on our on our Discord, but he wanted it to be read on the, the site, I mean, on the podcast, so that people would know. Uh, in Diablo 4, are Altars of Lilith limited to the surface world, or do I have to search dungeons or cellars for them? They're all overworld, right? I think. Yep, they're, yeah. they're all out in the open world. Yeah, basically, go ahead. Can be very hard to find, even yeah. though they're all out there in the supposedly the open. Well, yeah, open's got quotation marks around it. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I, it does. I did all the ones in two places so far. Um, I did all the ones in Fracture Peaks, and I did all the ones in Scotsline because uh, I was trying to get my my rep in the realm up to the point where I would get Paragon points. Mm-hmm. That's, and um, that's rough. Yeah, I'm that's working a on a lot of rep. Yeah, I'm working on the next one. It's 10 rep per one of these things, so they can actually be really yeah. helpful. Um, when you're looking for them, basically, I think Joe described it as, look at the worst place on the map to get to. 
Yep. <laughs> There's probably uh, an Altar of Lilith there. Uh, there is also an interactive map, though, uh, that you can use online uh, mm-hmm. for the, I think it's on the Diablo wiki um, that you can actually find where it, you can just filter down and, and use it to, like, help you find where you need to go with them. Um, Basically, if there's a place on the map where you have absolutely no reason to go there, like, go there. okay, I can see that's a dead end. There's no reason to go there. My quest is in this other direction. I definitely should not take a left turn here. I'm supposed to go right. Go left. Go left because there's something there. You're like a like a 90% chance there's an altar of Lilith back there in that corner. You have absolutely no reason to ever go to for any reason. Uh, I actually posted a screenshot in discord this afternoon that had a statue of Lilith in it. And I'm like, okay, can anyone spot the statue of Lilith? Yeah. Oh, Cause yeah. it's like, it's right there. You're looking at it. It's on the screen, but it's completely hidden in trees. It's all you see is the slight red glow of the crystal. She holds. Yeah. That's definitely <laughs> the only way I found a few. Is yeah. That glow. There are quite a few that they're completely or nearly completely hidden by the environment. You just have to, it's it's like a where's Waldo puzzle. It's where's Lilith? Where is yeah. she hiding? There's there's one in Scott's Glen. Um, I'm going to see if I can actually get the map to go up there. It's always tricky for me to, to maneuver the map in this game because mm-hmm. it it's very big. So you end up having to zoom it way out. But there's one up uh yeah, it's also having hell tide, so I may not be able to find it. Yeah, it's it's up here. It's on this little island. Um, as part of the, there's a former stronghold to the north of Scotland. It's way north. Lights Hope. It's called or Hope's Light. Sorry, Hope's Light. And it's a stronghold you can do. And on one of the islands is an altar of Lilith. In order to get to it, you have to go up, jump across several destroyed boats, find a rope thing across this chasm, <laughs> and you finally get to it. And it's completely impossible to find because it is this wall that it is up against. And that wall is in the foreground. This is a you know, this is an isometric perspective game. I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. it it's up against this and i like literally just i moved around until something said you could click here and i clicked it and it was it was the uh, altar of lilith so yeah it, they are not easy to find but they're not underground they 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 play fair with you you don't have to go to a cellar you don't eh, have to go to play, a dungeon saying they play fair with you might be a bit of a stretch some of these are some of these are are ridiculously hidden like in plain sight mind you but they're they're ridiculously yeah. hidden yeah i'll give you that you really have to have sharp eyes and you have to explore every corner of the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't the game give you a warning when you're near one, though, at least? Nope. I don't recall one. No, I've never seen one. Nope. Well, I'm just misremembering things. It's okay. <laughs> it gives you a warning about other stuff. Like, um, you get a warning the- about strongholds. I know that. Yeah. And yeah, strongholds. You're near a stronghold. And uh, the, the hell tides, you know, you know when the hell tides are coming and when they're leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, like it will flat out tell you, you know, that the you know the hell tide's about to recede. So if you've got cinders, spend them now. Uh, but it doesn't tell you anything about uh, the altars of Lilith. There's there's nothing that tells you they're there. I rode by the one, you know, the one when you first like leave after you've discovered what's really going on, and you've you've mm-hmm. had the Lilith blood petals, and you're like going to find Lorath, and there's literally one right outside town. Yep. It's, mm-hmm. That's not even one of the hidden ones. It's just right there. Yeah. I went by it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the that's the one that's the most out in the open of all of them. That's the one that's meant to teach you that these things exist and you should find them and click on them. Yeah. And it's still hard to find. 
Not it's not mm-hmm. anywhere near as I hard mean, to find as the rest, but yeah, you can miss it. So yeah, be 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 looking around and absolutely do what Liz said and go look. Go to that place that looks like there's no reason to go there, or that place that looks like it'd be really the, hard to get to. Go there. The hardest part about it though is, and and I will complain about this real quick, is with how many areas in this game are just red. Looking for the red glow doesn't work. Stop telling me to look for the red glow. <laughs> Well, it, it has helped me find it, but I do understand what you're saying. Especially yeah. like, mm. yeah, when the hell tide's don't, going on. Yeah. yeah, don't go looking for altars during the hell tide. Just nope. Don't. Yeah, don't it's not not going to happen. All right, but I think at this point that's the show. I think we have gone past time by about eight minutes. Oh, yeah, we're not going to we we're, we're not split hairs because yeah. we were talking about Diablo. That's just yep. how it goes. Uh, there's um, KTS. Uh, we did see your question. Um, we don't know. So, uh, yeah, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, I'm going to look at Joe expectantly like a dog that wants me to go take you, it outside. You, you know, you don't have to do that. You just have to, like, stop for 10 seconds and I will go no, ahead. I love I will I love know this bit. that it's. <laughs> I love this bit because I just imagine, like, I imagine my dog looking at you like, please, please, please tell the thing, Joe. Uncle Joe, do the thing. Well then, friends, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contribution of the Patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means that this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, Liz, for, as always, assembling the list of, of fun activities for us, because that's something I don't have to do. Um, I, I really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who listens to the show for being here and giving us a show to do for you every week. We're, we're really very fond of it. Thanks a lot. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Thank you guys for being here. Now I'm going to go play Diablo for a while. I have so many altars left to find. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.